So, Brad, what did Papa Bear do when he saw the angry bees? Hmm. He hoped that the bees didn't see him. <laughs> oh, tell me another one. All right. What kind of umbrella does Mama carry on a wet day? A wet one. <laughs> <laughs> These jokes are unbearable. <laughs> I guess I just got my $86 worth out of this book. <laughs> I think we just lost our entire audience. Welcome back to Deep in Bear Country, a Berenstain Bearcast. I am your host, Phil Gonzalez, and today it's another Collector's Corner. Why don't you go ahead and say hello, Collectors? Hello, I'm Brad Mariska from Austin, Minnesota. And I'm Jeremy Gloff from Tampa, Florida. Guys, it is great to have you back on the show. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I'm actually I'm glad to be here. Why don't you uh, tell the audience uh, what you have and what we're going to be talking about? Well, we are going to be talking about uh, the Berenstain Bears Magic Picture Riddle Book. This is a very unique activity book from 1985. We are also going to be talking about the first time coloring books that came out in 1990. And we are going to finish off with the mother of all children's activity books, the first Berenstain Bears coloring and activity book from 1979 called The Bears Activity Book. Now, just to clarify for the uh, for the audience, you guys obviously are the two biggest Berenstain Bear collectors. And so you, you, you each have these items in your hands. These are beyond, this is beyond just research. You guys own these items. Yeah, my first time coloring books are actually downstairs, so I'm going to go run and get them. Okay. Oh. Continue on without them. <laughs> okay, well, that'll give me a chance to put my gloves on since I'm um, going to be handling the Magic Picture Riddle book, which is um, for both Jeremy and I, uh, while he's running that little errand there, um, for years, we actually thought this book was called The Berenstain Bears Scribble Magic because it was originally going to be titled that, and it got into a lot of publication records as the title Scribble Magic. And um, what you do is you open up this book and you see these black and white drawings, and there's a joke on each page. And to reveal another picture and the answer to the joke, you take a pencil and you scribble on the paper, and this invisible picture appears. It's very cool. Is this like any pencil you have on your person? Yes, Yes, any number two pencil. Now, for me, a Dixon Ticonderoga, of course, is you know the only type of pencil I would use. But <laughs> now, Jeremy, what kind of pencil would you have used on the Scribble Magic, not called Scribble Magic book? Well, I kind of ruin everything I collect. I write in pen, like <laughs> property of Jeremy Gluff. I die. Everyone knows. So I probably would. I just would have used a pen and just gotten it over with. So what makes it work though? Like, what makes it? What's the technology? I don't know. It definitely has to be a pencil, though. If Jeremy used a pen, oh, it would work. It has to be a pencil. So, Jeremy, you, Jeremy's is Jeremy. Yours is pristine. Yeah, not one was done. You don't. You don't actually know any of the answers to the riddles. Not till about a couple minutes ago. Now, do you think you probably could have figured them out? I I think it's way above my head. They're not hard riddles. Yeah. So this says, "What did Papa Bear do when when he found?" What's it say? A gorilla sleeping in his bed. And yeah. you scratch and scratch and scratch, and it shows a picture of him. Wow. And it says, it says, what would you do? 
he would he just sleeps on the couch. He would sleep on the couch. It's not so much a <laughs> riddle as a question. Right. It's it's like they're actually very sort of logical. Right. <laughs> like like the umbrella one. What kind of umbrella does Mama carry on on a rainy day? A wet one. Right. Well, of course, yeah. So I think we should say that this was one of the rarest books for years. We never there was no pictures of it in existence. And we had a pretty good, even by the time we found this book, we had a pretty good archive online, wouldn't you say, Brad? Yeah, and Jeremy was the first one to find it. Do you remember where you found it? Uh, yeah, on Amazon. Someone had it for sale for like $80. And it, at that time, we thought the book was called Scribble Magic still. Yeah, yeah we still thought, yep. That was only a few years ago. Yeah, I was going to say, when was that? I mean, I have the record on my computer. 2012, I think. It was I was going to say, I, I was going to guess it was about four years ago. Yeah. yeah so what, what year did it originally come out? 85. 85. So I emailed the seller. I said, is this really a book? And it was. So, you know, she I bought it from her and she actually fixed the Amazon listing. Thank God. Stuff like that drives me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so well, what caused it to be so rare? Um, uh, with these activity books, here's the thing. Um, you know, with the storybooks, when, when they sell out, they they order more. They make a, a second printing or a second edition. These activity books are are, are, are not only made in smaller quantities – but they they never issue a second edition of them. I shouldn't say never because they have done that with the Christmas ones a couple times. Right. But then also, of course, they get destroyed. You know, oh, storybooks yeah. get passed down from kids and parents and friends and and, and cousins and, and and whatever, and everyone puts them in the basement or in the attic. But people think that these coloring books are worthless once they've been colored in or scribbled on or once you've cut out the activities and games and um, assembled the projects in the activity book. So uh, they just get thrown away. And it's not just Berenstain Bears, but we um, it's very interesting in doing my research for coloring and activity books, how there's these people looking for books that seemingly shouldn't be that rare, but everyone just throws them away. Yeah. yeah. The one guy, Aaron Higgins, has that whole website with all the coloring books from the 80s. Yeah. His, and he, his site helped me out in the beginning when I was collecting. Well, plus, I bet, like, you know, you hand a coloring book to a kid and you just sort of let them go to town and they usually don't survive the process. Yeah. And there's some there's some people, I mean, they probably think it's crazy, but I mean, there's uh, I will admit there's a couple of the Berenstain Bear coloring books that I have that I'm still kind of looking for. I mean, I have them, but they're missing half the pages. Oh, yeah. Because the kid, you know, ripped out the page after they they colored it and put it on the refrigerator. Right. Which is kind yeah. of what you're supposed to do with a coloring book. Well, if you're a kid. <laughs> if, you're a kid I mean, if you're the intended audience. But, you know, like, we're collectors. <laughs> I do write in my books the date I buy things. So I received this on December 15th, 2012. So that's when nice. this came into my possession. <laughs> so, so Jeremy, you, 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 you actually write your name in the books. Yes. As far as you are concerned, it's yours and it's yours forever. Exactly. No resale. Right. So people ask, like, people write to me, would you consider selling it? Heck no. <laughs> no way. That's all I have in life. This book, this, 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 this magic picture riddle book, is it's oddly proportioned. It's small and right. It's the size of, um, I'd say the most common book is the postcard book or the paint with water book. Mm. They're and about the, the same fun. size. And stamp fun is also the same size. Yeah, yep. there were three. I feel like those three stamp fun, the magic picture riddle, and the paint with water all came out in 1985. Yep. And then and the I postcard like book came out series. later, but is about the same size. Would you say it's about the width of a first time book? They are, yes, exactly the same width. And it's only about two thirds right. of the height. Now, all three of those are pretty hard to find, aren't they? From the yeah, series? they are. Yeah, I would say, I would say uh, yeah, they're all rare, but this is definitely by far the most rare. 
in the Magic Picture Riddle book, beyond it being a color, like an activity or coloring book, it's 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 a it's got a special like little technology, and once you do it, you're done. Like you can't undo it. And they made a series of these. I think there's like a Smurf one and a couple other ones. It seems like the kind of thing I would have gone nuts over in 85. Oh, yeah. for sure. I probably had a GoBots one or something. <laughs> um, so moving on. For, oh, oh, I was going to ask. Uh, the illustrations in this book, um, yeah. they, they, they look a little, uh, little like the, uh, the freelance images from the, uh, from the mini storybooks. Definitely. I'm out. so glad you brought that up because I would suspect with almost 100% certainty that they, they farmed this out like like you've been talking about the last few weeks in the mini storybooks they're more um cartoony they're more uh comic booky yeah. and they're also just very simple very yep. very simple like you look at papa in, in on some of these pages and that's that's not the way that stan and jan drew papa in 1985 the quality of the the boldness of the line and the 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 shape of the eyes really gives it away to me like uh, when when mike berenstain wrote to me about it and he said like because the freelancers were like comic strip artists, yep. they were used to drawing for a smaller medium, so they mm-hmm. would always draw the eyes really big and expressive. So yeah, it, it, when I thought about that, it, it's always surprised me that there would never was a Berenstain Bears newspaper strip. It seems like it would have lent itself. King Feature Syndicate never like said like, "Hey, let's get a let's get a daily strip going." Yeah, I don't I don't know why. We should probably be glad they didn't because then you guys would have a lot of newspapers to collect. That is true. Yeah. Um, so next in our list is the, uh, the coloring book series. Yes. Um, now this is what we would call the first time coloring book series that are directly based off titles in the first time book series. There's go to the doctor, go to school, too much birthday, which in this case is called birthday party Mm -hmm. and the Berenstain Bears new baby. And they basically, what's cool about it, it was, you, it's not just a coloring book with random pictures to color in, but it tells that story and it actually has the story laid out. And then there are like all these pictures, but it's not the original, it's not the original art. No, it is not. This came out in 1990, correct? 1990. Oh, this, so this is much later than the original book. Yeah. For some of them, because, um, yeah, like new baby and go to school were from the seventies, you know, go to the doctor and too much birthday were from the eighties. But, and, and this is what's interesting now, (laughs) Phil, I know you don't have these in front of you, but I sent you some pictures of go to school because I remember how obsessed you were with the big barrel of clay. Yeah. And I don't know if you noticed, I sent you a picture of um, you know, brother or sister bear playing with the clay, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it, it it does not come in a big barrel anymore. No, no, no. But by, by the '90s, the clay barrel was out. That's right. <laughs> clay barrel is like done. Not only not only is the clay not in a barrel, but sister is using like actual clay tools yeah. to shape a pretty nice little frog monster. Yeah, Something. she um, she's really come a long way. Yeah, <laughs> come a long way, baby. It's like the Virginia Slims commercial. <laughs> now I want to describe uh, because I'm looking. I'm just looking at the scans you sent me of of the of go to school and uh, clearly not the, the the book art. The the bears are way off model in in the uh, in the interior pages and. They're walking. It says that uh, some schools are very large and have more than one building. And you see brother and sister walking through what is clearly a college campus. There's (laughs) ivy climbing the walls. The the buildings are made of brick. They have like stained glass windows. Well, and there's there's absolutely no connection between the cover, which which is very similar to the original cover. It's a one room schoolhouse. So it shows 
the Bear Country School, and then you open it up to page, you know, eight, and they're like, as as you said in an email we were talking about before this podcast, it looks like they're suddenly going to Yale. Right. <laughs> you think Stan and Jan did the covers though of all these books? I, I would don't know. I wouldn't think so. Maybe they did the layout, but brother right, yeah. looks odd. Yeah, and brother's it, wrong. Yeah, his, that's his not mouth brother. looks like a beak. Yeah, yeah. It's like they they had model sheets. This was around the time. Uh, well, I'd say like around 1985, which is where I am in the in the in the first time books. Um, 1985 is when I start noticing that the bears become more um, the character faces become more uniform. Like it yep. almost looks like they're just going off character sheets. Uh, yep. You don't see a whole lot of variation after this in the way their faces get positioned and the way their like expressions are set. Well, because the other thing that was happening about that time is that you know 1985 was was when the cartoon series came out on Saturday mornings. Oh, that's right. So. So they had to create a more simple, commercial, streamlined version of the bear that mm. anyone could copy. The animators, right. the the freelancers. And um, Jeremy and I have talked about this a lot. We feel like, um, yeah, that's when they became the most popular, but they started to lose their uniqueness. Right. Well, Jeremy, what do you feel was, was lost in this in this period? Well, um, I, I kind of actually still like this period, even though they started to get a little bit more streamlined. I kind of... Like the bears all the way through like the 1990 probably. Even this though, nothing compares like those 70s books where they look really funky, you know. Yeah, there's something about the looseness of the art in the um, old days, and I understand that. Like they, they at this point they were so pressed for time. Yeah, like they had so many demands being made on them. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking at this last picture you sent me from the Berenstain Bears go to school. What do you like best about school? And brother and sister just look strange. They their, really do. Their eyes are perfect circles. Brother's treehouse that he's holding is lopsided. Poor kid. He's off model. <laughs> Everything's off model. Oh. Well, if he had just followed the treehouse diagram that's in the Bears Activity book from 1979, he would that's have a right. perfect model. Well, I do have a question for you, though, Bradley. Um, <laughs> yeah. You have some familiarity with uh, school kids playing musical instruments? Yeah. Oh, oh don't even get me started. Okay. <laughs> what do you think of their technique? <laughs> Oh my gosh, it's terrible. First of all, the kid playing the flute is holding it like backwards. <laughs> um, the the kid hitting the cymbal has what appears to be like a maraca or something like or a large lollipop in their hand. Um, the trumpet player is playing with the complete wrong hand, as is the conductor right, right. conducting <laughs> with the wrong hand. You don't ever, even if you're left-handed, you don't hold the baton in the left hand. I mean, right. this is absurd. This 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 page is absolutely absurd. But I do love that they have an orchestra at the Bear Country School. Yeah. <laughs> well, they have three instruments. Yeah. Well, that, that's all we can see in this picture. I don't think they. <laughs> I don't think they have the funding. No. <laughs> no. Now, speaking of funding, these books are pretty hard to find too, aren't they? Yeah. Tell They're me about these. Um, I, you know, I'm really lucky. I've found now all four in pristine condition. But I know for a long time we couldn't find. Was it? Go to school. What was the one, Jeremy, you looked for for a long time? Go to school is the last one. I just got it. Yeah. Let, let me look at the date in the book. <laughs> April 24th, 2015. So less than, less than a year ago. Because there's so many books called Go to School that that makes it even harder to find. Because there's, there's like three or four coloring books with that title alone. Oh, and there was, and I was helping Jeremy find it. So um, I would, every time I would buy one off Amazon, I thought this is too good to be true. But they would have it listed with the ISBN number for the go to school 
coloring book. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I bet I bought, I, I don't know if I ever even told Jeremy that. I, I bet I bought 20 of them. Oh. Hoping, that, hoping that one would turn out to be the coloring book, and it never was. So why would a, why would a coloring book from 1990 end up for sale used but in pristine condition? Like, how does a book go 20, 30 years without being colored in? From from manufactory to to store, apparently? Like, was it remaindered and just boxed up for years? Look, I can also tell you from my own recollections as a kid, like, there was nothing more exciting than getting a new coloring book. But after you colored three or four pages, you got sick of it. I guess we just got lucky. Like, this kid got this go-to-school coloring book, and, and it, it ended up at the bottom of their toy box. Right. And- they yeah. just never got around to coloring in it. Mine are all pristine except for my new baby one has some coloring in it. But other than that, they're good. So does the new baby tell the story in the same way? Is it still like Papa takes brother out into the woods and teaches him about babies? Yeah. And and it's got the, like the disappearing lap picture yeah. that I know you talked about in your podcast. Um, it's still called and, Small ba- Bear in it, too. He's not Oh, wow. They, they, they legit go back and call him Small Bear? Yeah, I think I think New Baby is probably the most authentic or original um, one that follows the story the closest. So it was so it's Go to School, New Baby, and what are the other two? Too much birthday, too much birthday, and... which they call birthday party, the birthday party coloring book. Yeah, and then go to the doctor. Go to the doctor, oh, and go to the doctor. This is I wanted to talk about this. Um, they just came out with a new one called Hospital Friends. Yep. Okay, so go to the doctor is way more. Um, elaborate than it, they don't just go and get a shot mm-hmm. like in the actual go to the doctor they go and they see a maternity ward and an emergency room and I was just rereading this and I was talking to Jeremy before the podcast started and I said hey did you notice how this is kind of like a precursor to hospital friends wow why, why does the doctor take them through the maternity ward <laughs> <laughs> scare those little bears straight I guess <laughs> They they're just getting a tour, I guess, and that's oh, okay. kind of what Hospital Friends is—is is like the doctor yeah. gives a tour of the hospital. Yeah, something. I can I can imagine why that book wouldn't be as colored in. Yeah, like oh, here's the burn ward. <laughs> Go nuts, kids! Like, <laughs> and so moving on from our uh, from our quartet of coloring books, we have the piece de resistance. Let's talk about <sighs> this piece of art. It, this this is amazing. When you open it up, the Bears Activity Book, the first few pages are kind of like the the Nature Guide. Yeah, like and the almanac stuff. The yep. almanac. I mean, it looks like a Richard Scarry book. The first few pages, it's um this really elaborate these these huge scenes of the whole town and 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 bright colors and and what's great about this book is. They tell these little stories, but there's all these projects in it. When they say activity book, they're not just talking about like a word find and a connect the dots page. I mean, you cut this book up. When I was a kid, like, I cut out the calendar. I just remembered that. I would say this is really, this is legit like a, a companion piece with the science fair, with the uh, oh yeah, with For the sure. nature book. Like this is a beautiful book. I um, love this book. Everything about it is, and and I I found my first copy of this. Um, uh, it must have been in about the year 1999. I was at Wonder Book, which is the one of the largest used bookstores I've ever been in my entire life. It's in Frederick, Maryland. And I was just hunting around for a few of these Berenstein Bears books that I had never been able to put my hands on. And these are the days when eBay was still really young. Yeah. So like, there wasn't a 
there wasn't 8,000 Berenstein Bears items constantly for sale on eBay. And I just walked in there one day, and this was like sitting like right in front of me, right in the middle of the children's section, and it was all cut up. You know, only about a third of the pages were still intact, and I just latched onto it. Oh. And, um, and I, I since have upgraded to a – and the copy I now have is perfect. There is no nothing marked or cut in mine. I love this Christmas illustration. I don't know if you guys can see it. I was just looking at that page. I love that page. Oh, I feel like everything the Bears did. And remember, in- this came out before Christmas tree. Oh, that wow. picture I drew was like definitely um, in their heads when they drew, when they wrote Bears and Bear Christmas tree. That is a beautiful picture. I feel like everything they, they came out with in 1979 was perfect. <laughs> I really want to emphasize to the listeners that what you said, that when you think activity book, you think mazes, connect the dots, and a few word puzzles. This is like, it's illustrated by Stan and Jan. It's fully colored. The size is a weird size. It's not the, it's a little bit bigger than your average coloring book. It's It's got stories and characters. It's narrated. Um, it sort of walks you through bear country. And I guess as the centerpiece, it's got a model village. An entire village. There's about 20 pages where you can cut out buildings and people and roads and you can assemble. I've never done this yeah. and I wish somebody would and then they would take a picture of it. But you can literally assemble all of um, the Bear Village and all of these Cars, yep. famous uh, people and places. Uh, it's really cool. Yeah, it's got like an elaborate version of their treehouse to assemble. I remember these for presents. They have a to and from like the little gift card things there. Oh wow! It's got it's yeah. It's got to and from cutouts for Christmas gifts. It's got Valentines. It's a got. Um, it's it's just it's a it's amazing. I mean, you can make this like what they call a a factual fun scope. Um, I mean, it's just like your your, your imagination never never ceases. There's and it's so and many- it's got what I have what I consider to be the most useless coloring page, which is color great natural bear. Yeah, but now. Here's what's funny. Did you know Great Natural Bear isn't just cu- carrying a club around? He's carrying his guitar. His guitar when he becomes Big Paw. It's it's um and of course this is, you know, before Big Paw. All I'm saying is I hope you have a lot of brown crayons, kids. <laughs> yeah. Between the cl- between the guitar and Great Natural himself, it's just a wall of brown. Where you just I love on the dude. front cover the top right house the Bernstein Bear book. They never use that little logo for anything else either. Oh, never have I ever seen this logo. I love it. Yeah, the Bernstein Bear, the cover is brother and sister assembling the model village. They've got a couple of the recipes down. They've got, uh, I guess there's a, a Honey Hunt board game that you can assemble from this. If I had this, I would be hard-pressed not to. Well, I guess what I would do is I would scan it onto cardstock and assemble it because I would not be able to not assemble this. That I feel like this like, one's not as hard to find as some of the other ones, is it? Or uh, Finding it without it being all cut up, though, that's the okay. challenge. I mean, I bought it years ago, so I don't know what the status is these days. It teaches you how to make bare face cookies. Yeah, and it's got like a full recipe. Like, it's a legit recipe. This is amazing. I'm going to go on Amazon right now and see how much it goes for. Yeah, I, I, bet, I bet you can probably find a few copies, but... I don't know. How do you know if it's intact or not? That's a really good idea about scanning it on card. Maybe that would be a summer project for me. Yeah. <laughs> Assemble yourself an entire village. Then you'll never leave the house. Uh, why would I want to? All my bears are here. <laughs> now, in 84 or 85, they came out with a similar like sequel called the Make and Do Book. When she said it was a sequel, Brad, kind of? Yeah, yeah. Not nearly it's a- as good. Yeah, it's 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 definitely a a cheap knockoff of the activity book, but it's still it's pretty good. 
It's a lot better than the recent. It's like in the middle. Better than the recent, but not as good as the original. Well, and by the way, did you? The, the, uh, this is perfect timing because the newest coloring activity sticker book just came out yesterday. I got it in the mail today, actually. Uh, yep, yeah. I got mine yesterday. Yep. What's it called? Called Bear Country Fun. Not to be confused with an old Bear Country Fun coloring book right. from the 80s and then another Bear Country Fun coloring book by Dalmatian that came out in what what year were, were, were those? 2010 Nine. maybe, Jeremy? Yeah, 2009 or 2010. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are awful. <laughs> oh, terrible. Cheap paper. I don't know who, where, I don't know who licensed that. Um, they disappeared right away. They're so hard to find, but they're awful. <laughs> I'm going to take it just back to general collecting. I want to ask... As collectors, as collectors specifically of these of these items, would you each tell me like what kind of feelings you get when you acquire a new item, a hard to get item? Like, what does that do for you personally? It's really exciting because you know, what I mean, like for Brad and I, both of our our lists are down. We both need less than ten things to have the complete collection in the world. I would say, right, Brad? Yeah. I mean, I. It's well, it's. It's kind of like what we're feeling right now. You're you're kind of speechless because we have spent years trying to to find these last few items, and when one turns up, like you're you're so excited, but you're so excited like you don't even know how to express it. The cool thing with Brad is like I, we're both collectors, but I don't feel competitive. When he finds something, I'm genuinely happy. You know what I mean? Like oh, like we're we're kind of yeah partners in this. Right. It's and that's and then the, and and when I find something, even if it's not something that I was looking for or something that's super rare, maybe it's only kind of rare, but I got a really right. good deal on it. Like the first person that I text or email is Jeremy. I'm like, oh my gosh, look what I got! And he does the same. It's really fun. Now, if a third person finds it, because there's other people in our collectors group that sometimes bring up things that I need, which I won't ever tell them. But like if they got it, I'd be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's totally understandable. It's uh, yeah, it's and what happens? Like, what happens if you ever complete the collection? Oh, it's it's never complete because you can always find a better copy. <laughs> you could always find a first edition. You know, I've got a lot of books that are old and rare, but it's not the first printing of the first edition. I'd probably yeah, just so- chill out if I got the collection. But Mike Bernstein releases a new book every month, so sometimes four per month, so it's never complete. Well, and I think also people will be amazed. I, I ran this number before we started the podcast. According to my bibli- bibliography, there are 106 activity and coloring books. Okay. 106? Yeah. I didn't know that one. Yep. You know what? Every year we keep finding new things from like the 80s and 90s that we didn't even know about. And it's frustrating because I'm like, oh, God, another thing to look for. <laughs> <laughs> like there was this little activity book, uh, coloring book called Take the Train. We discovered about two years ago, three years yeah. ago. And uh, neither one of us ever knew it existed. And But it was produced in such small quantity and wasn't from a major publisher. Um, and now it's showed up a few times since then. So we know we're not crazy. We know somebody didn't just like make it in their home, you know, office or something. But I was say I got like five of them for like five dollars. I think recently didn't one of them go for like two hundred dollars or something. Yep. So was were they just were the characters just being licensed out left and right at this point? Yeah. So like not even the Berenstains were probably able to keep track of everyone that was no. And some were distributed in really weird ways. Like this, take the train was one was a partnership they licensed with um a company that w- uh, was a pharmaceutical company. Yep. So they just placed them in doctor's offices all around the country for free. 
Um, so you couldn't even go to the store and buy one. Yeah, the kind of stuff that you would get in like a, a packet at like a safety fair or something. Yeah, exactly. Yes. That's crazy. I never, you know, I never think about that. But especially when stuff is at the height of its popularity, like everyone wants a piece of it. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for sharing this stuff. Of course, cool. many more thank to come. You for the opportunity to to talk about something we love. Yes, thank you for 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 being on the show and uh, and talking about this. I hope you guys put your heads together and come up with some more fantastic things. Because uh, even the weird, like, even the 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 stuff that wasn't drawn by Stan and Jan, like there's so many interesting stories behind all this stuff. I can never be a collector myself. I don't have the time or the patience. But I want to live. I'm going to live vicariously through you guys. I want to let everyone know I finally got renter's insurance. So, oh, good. <laughs> were on me for years about it. Woo! Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm glad I didn't know you didn't have renter's insurance <laughs> because I don't think I'd have been able to sleep. Oh, <laughs> so, uh, what do you guys have going on uh, in your lives? Anything big going on? I, I'm about to release an album. My 20th album. Tell us about this album. It's uh, kind of a modern pop album. It has 17 songs. I've been working on it for three years, and uh, I'm really excited. So, And where can our listeners find it? Uh, JeremyGloff.com. I already, yeah, JeremyGloff.com. You got to go there. It's great. Order this. I already pre-ordered my copy. I can't wait to hear it. Everyone, everyone go out and pre-order it. I will include a link. He's also on iTunes. If you just search for Jeremy Gloff, yeah. you can hear oh, some fantastic. of his fantastic. albums, and they're really good. I, he's got great music. Oh, <laughs> and Bradley, what do you have going on? Well, I was just featured on the cover of Austin Living Magazine for yeah. my Berenstain Bears collection. That was so cool. Yeah, it's a it's a local magazine. You probably won't be able to find it in your town because it's only distributed in Austin, Minnesota. But um, they, I've gotten a lot of positive feedback from this article, and again, it's just like spreading the love of the Berenstain Bears. That's awesome. For all of our listeners out there, uh, we'll be bringing you more collectors episodes in the future. We've got more first-time reader books coming out. We've got more uh, other storybooks coming out. I never know what order I'm going to be doing these things in. It's all who I can get and where. Um, again, I'm roughly trying to keep things in chronological order, but I keep falling off the wagon on that. But uh, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter at BStainBearCast. You can uh, write to me at BerenstainBearCast uh, at gmail.com. We're online at BerenstainBearCast.wordpress press.com and please 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 go to itunes and rate and review us i would love to get some reviews uh up there sort of boost our uh, boost our signal a little bit if we can and uh guys will you join me again absolutely absolutely all right and i will join all of the listeners again next week deep in bear, bear country, country. <laughs> <laughs> and scene